Devil's Strongest Hustler, King Bubba Valley Johnson. We in the building. Um, what's going on, everybody? How y'all doing, man? What's happening out there? It's New York. I'm in New York. It's cold. I'm upstate New York and Albany, New York. It's, it's, it's freezing. You know, it's snow all over the place. Um, it's cold out there. So I hope this day that you listen to this podcast, you're dressed warm. And depending on where you're at, you're probably warm already. So let's hope that you're warm already. Anyway, um, but like I said, I go by the World's Strongest Hustler. Um, I had different names for this show all the time. Um, right now, we're called Bang Bang HD, Bang Bang HD Radio. Um, and you can go check out my podcast on. Well, you can go check out my um, content on YouTube. Um, I have a podcast that's on Facebook, but um, I'm trying to transition from doing a podcast over there to doing a podcast um, over here. So I came up with this segment the other day. Um, I was, you know, like I said, I'm into the, I do, I do journalism um, and I do uh, media and stuff like that. And I'm into the hip hop game. Um, if you heard my last um, podcast, which I want to thank everybody for, um, um, you know what I'm saying? I want to thank everybody for um, uh, supporting and listening to the podcast. It was called The Life and Times of Father Rule. And I dropped that. A podcast around the time that um my friend Abdul Jamal um aka uh or FK F F K um uh Lord Lord I'm pardon me y'all FK uh Lord Superb and um <laughs> and uh, he passed away um last year and it was really um tragic and sad and I I put up a story up there. Um, I didn't put it out out of anger, but I was very upset when I put that podcast out. And it made some moves. People listened to it. And I appreciate the fact that everybody gave it a listen to. So whoever gave it a listen to, shout out to you for giving it a listen to. So this time, I have a new segment that I'm doing. Um, and uh, I'm calling it a, uh, uh, America's Nightmare. I think we're going to go with that. America's Nightmare. Um, and it's called America's Nightmare because it's all the stuff that the streets fear. Um, killers, um, undercover cops, you name it. You know what I'm saying? And it's all from the streets of New York. Um, it's going to be in other places too. If I find a good story, I'm going to play it and then we're going to talk about it. I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to talk about my views on it and what I think and what I think about the era and time. So... Um, we're gonna play today's first uh, uh, runner-up. I don't know what to call him. Today's first person. Today's first featured person is a guy named Andrew Chambers. Andrew Chambers is uh, supposed to be an informant. Um, he's supposed to be one of the highest-paid informants um, out there. I don't think he was a police officer. I'm not sure. It doesn't seem like he was police. It seemed like he was just an informant. I um, mean, he took down a lot of people, uh, a lot of big drug deals. So um, I'm going to play the joint. It's not going to be that long. We're going to play it. I want you to hear the words coming from his mouth, and then we're going to talk about it. This is Bang Bang HD Radio. My name is King Bumpy Johnson, or you can call me KBJ or King Bumpavelli. And this is uh, America's Nightmare. It's our first segment, so bear with me. Let's go. 
use of civilian undercover operatives, often unknown even to senior officers, unarmed and unprotected. My name is Andrew Chambers. I'm the highest paid CI in the history of DEA in the United States of America. He has straddled the line in a place with few rules and no safety. Andrew Chambers is the accidental narc. 95% of my cases were done accidentally, just being at the right place at the right time. An unlikely career launched by a desire to see justice for his brother's murder would lead to life in the netherworld between the law and the lawless. I was every day, all day, seven days a week, doing undercover. Andrew has worked with all jurisdictions in a war fought on the land, the sea, and the air. No rules, no safety, no room for fear. What Andrew Chambers has seen, done, and learned in his 30 years undercover will change the way you look at your instincts. They had called me and told me to come to the Bahamas and uh, meet in the Bahamia. He said, look here, I want to bring uh, 50 or 60 kilos to you. I said, okay, well, how are you going to bring them to me? He said, we're going to have to go out in the ocean to go get them. I'm like, oh, no, 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 I can't swim, so... You know, I'm not going. I tell the guys, I said, look here, he wants to go get these 50 kilos, but he wants me to go on a boat. They said, okay, then you're going. I said, well, how are you going to do this? They said, okay, well, what we'll do, we're going to put a life jacket on you. We're going to put you out there in one of the guys' uh, swimming pool, and we're going to see if the airwag plane pick you up. i like, okay, cool. So I jump in the pool. The thing don't work. I'm like, oh, no, 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 I can't do this. Not in the ocean. I went back to the Bahamian told my, look at me, you got to figure out something else. I'm not going to no boat. So he says, okay. He says, I'll bring the dope. He brought the 50 kilos, brought them up to the hotel, and gave them to me without no money. He told me to hold on to him. He'll be back in the morning. He comes back. We're all in the room waiting for him. He comes in the door, and we snatch him. I fly out on a DEA plane back to the States, and they pay me uh, 200 grand cash. Your problem solving. Dope dealer drives up with a, a grocery bag full of money. Okay. Time to go to jail. Drug dealer says, I gave you the money. He says, where's my dope? I'm thinking that when I open the trunk of the car, that the police is going to come. When I let the trunk up, nobody comes. This is a dangerous life that I live. Just life in general. You just got to be thinking about exactly what you're doing. Your ambitions. I had another uh, case I did. I met him on the plane. He asked me how you get to the rental car place, how you get to the hotel, and I told him. So he said, well, if you ever come back to L.A., here's my card. I'm like, okay. Took his card. Two weeks later, L.A. called me. I usually go to the office and go through a photo book. It has different guys in there that's locked up, that's not locked up, that's a target. I end up seeing the picture of the guy who I met. They said, well, how you know him? I said, I don't know yet. They said, he owned a nightclub. I said, bingo, I got him. I said, I got this card. He said, where you meet him at? I said, I met him on the plane. Well, how did you meet him on the plane? What are you doing on the plane with him? I said, I wasn't doing nothing. I'm going home. So they said, do you think you can call him? First one I call him, he says, well, who's this? I said, this is Drew. He says, well, why don't you come see me? We just hanged out, and then I start buying drugs from him. And he ended up introducing me to his grandmother, everybody. I went to the family reunion. That's how close I was to the people. We ended up taking down the whole crew because the grandmother was the money maker. She had a safe in the back of the walls that they had dug out, and she was putting the money and stuff back there in back of the wall. Me and her used to watch Young and the Restless. She never thought it was the police. <laughs> I, I was working, but I wanted to watch Young and the Restless. At the end of the day, you know, she knew what she was doing, and I knew what I was doing. That's what comes along with the territory. You playing the game, I'm playing the game, and we're just gonna see who's gonna win the game. You know, this is what you have to do to get the drugs off the streets. Your opportunity. I met a white girl 
on the plane. She looked back and told me I had a nice suit on. I said, thank you. Me and her got to talking, just talking crazy talk. You know, what you like to do, where you're from, blah, blah. She says, um, where you hang out at? I said, where you hang out at? And she says, uh, I hang out at Carlos and Charlie's. Oh, Carlos and Charlie's? Well, at that time, Carlos and Charlie's was nothing but Colombians. That's where all the dope dealers hang out. I said, well, I go to Carlos and Charlie's too, with my Colombian friends. And she said, um, well, what, do you, what else you do? I said, well, I'm a dope dealer. She said, ooh. She said, I am too. So I was like, okay, we were in business together. And she said, well, she had a connect. I said, okay, great. She ended up hooking me to her Mexican connection. The next day, uh, we did her, and she went to jail. Accidentally. Right place, right time. Just buying the airline ticket. Your teamwork. At the office one day, these guys were listening to what they call like a wiretap. They were listening to somebody's phone. The drug dealer kept saying, well, I'm getting ready to go get the H2O. They thought the guy was going to drink some water. But really what he was saying, that he was getting ready to go get the PCP, and they had been missing him the whole time. You know, the agents, you know, they know the law. They don't know what really goes on in the streets, and that's what you have to know. You have to know the ins and outs because you're playing with real guns, real people's lives, and somebody could get hurt. And the guys that I met, they were willing to learn from me, and I was willing to learn from them. And maybe even your life itself. We had this uh, police officer that was playing both sides. The police officer was kind of smart. He knew what they had to do to catch him, so he did the opposite. I went after him, ended up meeting him, and he thought I was a good guy, and I was trying to buy kilos. So he said, no problem. We were doing a deal. Instead of raising his hands, he started reaching for a gun. So at that time, the agent shot him right through the window. You know, you go see the psychiatrist, he says, well, uh, this and that. And I'm like, well, I'm okay. As long as he didn't shoot me, you know, I can live with it. I didn't get shot, so. And then when you think about it, you know, you say, man, he got shot because he wanted to sell dope. And you lose your life. Andrew Chambers, the accidental narc. Mmm. Bone chilling. Think very bone chilling. Um, so, yeah, this story is very crazy. Um, Andrew Chambers, uh, the stuff he did, he, he went into your, this guy was in people's homes. Um, I'm not saying this guy, he was, he was police, but he was in people's homes. Um, he knew your business. He he knew when your kids came home. He knew who your aunt was. He, so like, if you were a drug dealer and you were selling drugs, at a high rate or whatever, the, whatever you want to call it, and you're trying to keep a low profile, and you let this guy in, he's gonna know every move that you make because you have him at the family cookout. He said he was at the cookout. He said he arrested the grandmother because the grandmother knew. I think being that deep into drugs, like. When you went to kilos and you went to, you know, all that kind of stuff. I think it tends to get very scary. Because you got people that might be after you. You got the police that might be watching you because you're at a high risk of selling drugs at a higher, faster, you know, rate. Um, I think it gets very scary in there, period. So to have somebody infiltrate you. Sit with your mother, your father, the kids, the cousins, every you just know your whole 
because even even the even the drug even the biggest drug dealer has intimate time, which means he has time with his family, you know, friends. He's not just drug dealer, drug dealer, twenty five days, seven. Not to say he's not, he is, but he has intimate moments, which will be with family and friends and stuff like that. And to bring somebody a part of it because you trusted that person. Um, it's really scary. Um, it seemed like he had a lot of charm, a lot of swag. So I think that's what kind of railed people into him. Um, I also think that maybe he had a look to him that made you think uh, he was somebody. Because energy is real. I always say that. I always I always make that quote. quote. Energy is real. And sometimes you can give off an energy or a vibe that seem might seem like you're someone. And he is someone. He's the police. But... You know, you the, the the mystique of who are you because you're moving or the way you're acting or, the, you know, you really don't have this, like, maybe he has this, I don't give a fuck, the best way I can put it, um, maybe attitude towards things. And maybe it makes them wonder, like, you only either do that if you're rich or you're somebody, you know, even if you're a dealer, you know, at a high cost, you know. At a, at a high level, you know, you, you might be that cocky to feel like, you know, fuck everything. But, you know, and also police. You know, am I getting arrested? No one's going to take me down. I can carry my gun. I can do all kinds of stuff. So I, just, I don't just give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? Because you're playing two sides. You're being an officer and then you're being a street guy. Then he said he arrested an officer who almost killed him. So there was an officer selling kilos. Um of crack cocaine or cocaine, um, and almost killed him. Um, these stories are very, uh, crazy and rare. Um, and just to have, um, something like that, it's it's just scary, man. That's just too, that's just too close, man. It's, it's just too, I'm trying to find words for it, but it's a little, it's just, it's just too close for comfort. Um, and I mean, I mean, once again, he, and he knocked like some big people. So he wasn't just knocking or arresting, uh, the small guy with seven grams or the guy with three grams or the guy that made the sale. No, he was catching big fish. He was catching the person that's connected to the plug. And he said he was catching him on a hump. He said he caught the lady on the air. He met the lady on the airplane, made a deal with her. And then next thing you know, he's arresting her like the next day. That's crazy. The guy said the guy wanted to do a deal with him and gave him kilos. Just gave it to him with no money. Stupid. You know what I mean? But, you know, once again, they're drug dealing and they're just not thinking. And he said it. You have to be aware of your surroundings. You got to really be aware of what's going on. The thing that you. This is what I learned with drug dealing. And you get a certain level. The things that you think at a low level, the phone, they're going to get me. This, that, and the third, all these things. That's when you really start need to start thinking like that. That's when you really start to really watch what's going on around you because that's when it gets to that level. Selling seven grams and eight grams, I mean, it could happen, but not likely. But if you're selling a lot of stuff, it's likely to happen. That's when you're supposed to be really paranoid and really watching, being careful of all of your movements. You know what I'm saying? So, um I think that that Andrew Chambers is it's called the Accidental Narc. I'm not sure if there's a full episode of it. This is on YouTube. 
Um, you can go check it out on YouTube. The same one I just played. Where you can see a visual of what he looks like because they have the what he looks like uh, on the the joint. It says, uh, "Go to YouTube. You find uh, the speaker agency. I don't know." Um, but yeah, that that's that's what it is. Um, he also uh, talking about him. He's he's not connected to Rick Ross. The real Rick Ross, not Rick Ross, the rapper, Free Rate, Freeway Ricky Ross. Um, if you have, if you haven't never heard of him, um, sometime during my segments, um, I will be playing his interview also, an interview from him to give you a better uh, understanding. If you, if just if you never heard any of these people before, if you never, if you have, then you guys know the stories about these these gentlemen and what they've done, and you know the good, the bad, whatever the case may be. Um, but if you haven't, if you've never heard of these people before, you'll hear them here, hopefully for the first time. So stay locked and stay tuned. Um, but yeah, uh, Freeway Ricky Ross, um, he's you know drug dealer from uh, California, and um, he mentioned uh, Andrew, and he said Andrew had called him. He had did an interview with Vlad TV. If you guys don't know, if you're, you guys probably heard of Vlad TV. He's kind of a household hip hop. Uh, interviewing name and um uh you know he was on there and he was saying that um that Andrew called him and was trying to talk to him um and there's always a rumor about Rick Ross so you know it's 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 very scary guys very I think these are scary people these are people that you don't want to get a call from I don't want him to call me <laughs> I don't want him to call my phone randomly to my interview you know you're not gonna scare me into an interview because he's a scary guy so, um, but yeah, that's that's basically what it is. So, World's Strongest Hustler, K. Bumper Valley Johnson, Bang Bang TV, or Bang Bang HD Radio. Bang Bang TV, you can go to YouTube, type in Bang Bang HD TV, HD TV, and um, you can check out my content on my page. You know, I got stuff, I got like, you know, media stuff that, you know, it's in, into hip-hop, you know. Uh, stuff that the people lit, watch and check out, you know, Don Q's, the, the the regular names and stuff like that. Um, but I definitely put up original content with original interviews. I got some real good interviews coming up for the summertime. So hopefully, if everything works well, I have something cool to be listening to on those pages. Um, but I'll try to be on this platform a lot more. Um, I should have another. I should, whenever I have another one coming up, so I'm gonna let this do what it does. And, but I have another one coming up for you that y'all really like. So um, if you're interested in these, um, uh, I guess, street chronicles. I don't know what to really call them. But American Nightmares, what we're calling it here. And like I said, um, that was Andrew Chambers. We'll be back uh, the next time, which might might be soon um, with another story. All right. All right. 18 minutes. I going to get you 18 minutes. I know. But I'll give you something longer the next time we get on here. So um, check me out, King Bumper Valley Johnson or King Bumpy Johnson, Bang Bang TV.